Welcome to Rhonda NP's Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jolliffe, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Hi, you've made it to the Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda NP. I'm Chris Doctor, the co-host, and I'll be joined in just a moment by Rhonda Jolliffe and our special guest today. It's our mission to bring you information that's going to inspire, motivate, and empower you during your perimenopause and menopause experience. So today's topic is mindful eating, and our guest today is Angela Gaffney, and she travels the country educating others with simple yet effective strategies, and she's also an author and a coach. Rhonda and I got the chance to see her in person at a recent women's health conference, and we knew our podcast listeners would just love her and her message. Her message and tips hit home all year round, but we thought it would be particularly impactful for you to hear her during the holidays. But whenever you're listening to this podcast, you'll get a lot out of her message. Also, at the end of this episode, Angela gives our listeners a big treat. It involves her amazing online course, and the pricing she's offering is really, really amazing. You'll have to wait and listen and learn all about it at the end of the episode. So if you've just discovered this podcast, we want to welcome you and let you know that we have a lot of other information available at our website, rondanp.com. There's a menopause assessment quiz, a lot of other podcasts, free resource downloads, and even a free online mini course if hot flashes are your big, one of your big issues right now. We also have our signature course, Menopause 101, that's part of Menopause University. We've recently made a pretty big change in that course as we've decided to keep it open all the time. We felt like opening and closing it just put up way too many barriers for women and we did not want to do that. So if you're interested, go and check it out. Anything we mention on the episode today of importance, we'll make sure to put links or other supporting information for you because you know what? We've got you covered. So one more favor before we get going here, if you could take a few moments and provide a quick rating and review of the podcast and subscribe, it will help other women find this information when they really need it. So with that, let's hop into the episode. We think you're going to love it. So we're going to get started today. I want to welcome you to the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. I'm Chris Doctor, the co-host, and I'm joined by Rhonda Jolliffe and our very special guest, Angela Gaffney. Angela is a speaker, an author, and a coach, and she is uh, teaches people simple and effective strategies to achieve health, increase productivity, and live stress-free while reaching their personal and professional goals. And she is the best-selling author of Feel Good, Look Good for Life, and has published two cookbooks, The Daily Cook, wait, let's see, The Daily Essentials Cookbook Collection Breakfast and The Daily Essentials Cookbook Collection Lunch. So Angela, welcome today, and we're so glad to, to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love being here with you two ladies. Good. Well, we met Angela when she was speaking, a featured speaker at a, a women's health conference that Rhonda and I were at a few months ago. And we said, we absolutely would love to have you on the podcast. And one of her, what really struck me about her was her mindful eating. But before we get into that, let me ask you just to give us a quick rundown about who you are. 
Who I am? Well, Who are you? <laughs> I, that could be a very long question. Um, I'm a speaker, author, and coach, as you said, but I'm also a mom running a full-time business, managing a home. I'm in my mid-40s, so all the menopause stuff is starting for me. Um, so I'm like your girl next door. I'm one of you guys. and uh, But I really love to inspire people to take care of themselves because uh, my journey, my history, uh, proved to me that if you don't take care of yourself, some challenges can come up. So how do we build awareness around that, serve all of you so that you can be the healthiest and happiest in life? Can you share really quickly what that history is? Because you got a pretty devastating piece of news, right? I did. It was about, uh, well, it's been nine years since the diagnosis, 11 years since getting ill, but I was 35 years old. I had worked in corporate America, climbing every ladder, meeting every goal. And I was thin and, uh, and athletically fit, but the gist of it is that I was not caring for my body. I highly depended on sugar. I loved sugar <laughs> and Diet Coke. Those are my vices. And not understanding at all about the impact my habits and choices were having on my body. And I found myself in a space at 35 years old, having severe joint pain, chronic fatigue, stomach aches, headaches, and after almost two years of this health crisis, um, was diagnosed with a rare neuromuscular disease called mitochondrial myopathy and was told that I need to go home and prepare for what's to come. It's, it's an aggressive and progressive disease. So, um, and along with that, I also have rheumatoid arthritis, palindromic rheumatism, and psoriatic arthritis. So all these diagnoses came together uh, when you get told something like that, you obviously have a lot of despair and, and hopelessness, a lot of fear involved. Um, and after some time, I decided, hey, I've got to figure out how to live because nothing inside of me really wanted to figure out how to die gracefully. And that's the place I found myself in. And so I just took little step by little step, starting to eat organic foods, getting the sugar out of the diet, cleaning up every area of my life in the food category in the toxins category, like environmental toxins. And then also every choice that I made in life had to change. And uh, that's why I'm here today. I, I function well. I don't take medication for my disease. I manage it all through food and lifestyle. That's awesome. Well, this is a perfect segue into, you know, what we talk about or Rhonda teaches for menopause uh -huh. and it's that eliminating toxins and these food choices. So, um, so Rhonda's really excited, aren't you, to have Angela here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I am really excited because when I heard her speak and she was up on the stage and she's just this beautiful woman with this high energy on stage, and, but her message was just, it just really, I loved it. Uh, the first time I heard the word food is medicine about 20 years ago. And I come from a nursing background of intensive care and, you know, medications. And um, when I started getting into more holistic type medicine, and then I heard this word, food is me your medicine. And it might even be 25 years. I hate to date myself too much, but <laughs> I am dated. <laughs> uh, I honestly, it turned my world around. It was like, really? Really, and it's so true. And you are just this perfect testimony of that. And I have patients in my clinic that 
and and I tell people the number one thing I've ever done for people is change their diets. And when you get rid of the bad stuff and you put in the good stuff, they heal. And it's probably the most drastic things I see in my clinic today is when people really take note and start um, changing their lifestyle, in particular their diets. So yeah, I'm very tickled to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> so let's dive into, we're going to get more into a, a little bit deeper into that, but we have the holidays coming up at the time of this recording. It's just right before Thanksgiving. And, and no matter when you're listening to this, the, the holidays are going to roll around at some point. So Angela has some really good thoughts around holiday eating. Can you share those with us? I can. Well, Rhonda, you brought up something that I love to teach. And that is when we put more good into our diet, it will naturally crowd out the sugary stuff we want. And our body feels so good from it. There are, um, there's scientific research that you're fully aware of, but for your, for your listeners, there's so much research that supports how the food impacts the health of our cells, the health of our organs, uh, brain clarity, so you don't have to you know, sit in a fog all day, those types of things. When it comes to the holidays, here's the thing. Food is everywhere. Every celebration you go to, every get-together you go to, there's typically food and alcohol. And you can be your own best advocate. You're the only one that can take care of the choices that you make when you're in these parties and festivities. So here are a few tips that I would love to share. Is number one, I don't ever go to a party hungry. Fill up on some veggies and hummus before you go or have a little salad with some clean protein and healthy fat on there. Just put something into your stomach. And on the way to the party, start thinking about this, is that the food can nourish our body. It can give us vitamins and minerals and nutrients and nourish our system. But our soul is nourished by all the connection that we have with the people at your party. And if you start focusing on your excitement around being with those people and less excitement and anticipation about what's going to be on the buffet, all of a sudden your mindset shifts. And then you'll enjoy and you'll be able uh, to listen and be more present with the people who you are with and feel fulfilled as a result. And then when it comes to the food itself, the basic foundation from which I teach is that you want to fill up on plant-based foods. They have one nutrient, well, they have multiple nutrients in them, but there's one main nutrient that supports our body the most. They're called phytonutrients. They're naturally chemical, naturally occurring chemical compounds in vegetables and greens and whole grains and nuts and seeds and beans. So if you're hosting a party, think of ways that you can incorporate these foods into your meal planning. And then if you're going to a party, try to select as many of those foods as possible because the fiber that they provide, the vitamins and minerals they provide you, um, and you can throw in some healthy fat, you're going to feel amazing while you're there. And if you do decide to dive into the chocolate cake or a couple of glasses of wine, you have some supportive um, nourishment in your body already to help carry you through. Maybe the not so supportive choices is how I look at it. So, you know, we all are, are all going to see that chocolate cake or whatever it is. For me, it's anything with peanut butter or caramel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to feel guilty. So can you help us understand what we can learn from guilt? 
Yes, there is such a, we, I feel like we've learned this all wrong. And I was in that camp too, where I would eat something and all day I would think, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have had the cookie. Why did I eat that cookie, you know, or cake, whatever it is. There's this back and forth, like punching relationship that exists. So here's how I, here's what I tell people. Most of our decisions come from a subconscious mindset. It's whatever is convenient, easy. It's whatever you're salivating for, the peanut buttery treat, and you just act on it. But if you can pause long enough to ask yourself this question, what will this provide me? You still may opt to have that dessert because it's going to provide you that yumminess that you look forward to every year when Aunt you know, Pearl makes her chocolate cake and you get to take part in it. It's a fun thing, right? Um, <laughs> We're but laughing because we, we have we an Aunt Pearl. Have, really an Aunt Pearl? Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> she made chocolate cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See? Are you going to have to tell Aunt Pearl I brought her up in the <laughs> We'll have to have her listen. <laughs> That's awesome. So when Aunt Pearl's chocolate cake is sitting on that counter, and you decide that what it's going to provide you is an opportunity to take part in the tradition and part yeah. of the celebration and be in it, then here's the thing. Do it consciously yeah. and don't turn back. If you're going to do it, enjoy. Savor your bites. Don't plow through it. Just savor your bites. Enjoy every minute of it and know that you consciously chose to do this because it's serving you in some way. Now, if later on that guilt comes up, that's where you have to shut it down. Like from a mindset silently, I just say, stop it. There's no room for that in life anymore. It doesn't serve me in any way. If I don't feel good as a result of my actions, then I'll know better next time that, hey, maybe I would just take a quarter of a slice because man, did that big piece of cake, you know, ruin my stomach or I didn't sleep well or whatever. It's just a learning opportunity. There's no guilt to be associated. We make a choice. We see how it serves us, we assess, and then we make a different choice if we have to the next time around. But know that you're doing it in a conscious manner. And when you do that, you're all in and you own it. I love that. I'm all in. I'm eating Oh, it. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I, you know, and I can relate to that so much because of the nice person I am. Uh, when somebody makes something, I don't want to hurt their feelings and not eat it. But so I do. But then I do feel have the guilt. And so instead of, I just love what you said, just savor each bite, maybe not eat as much, and then just don't have the guilt. Just know that this was not going to make or break your life, you know, and that it was this moment in time that you chose to enjoy it with the relationship that you have with that person that made it. I yes. love that. I love that. And always know it, it can be uncomfortable when you were talking about uh, feeling bad about not eating mm -hmm. something. It can always be uncomfortable because many of us have been trained and we also provide food as a gift of our love, an expression of our love. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only way that it can be expressed. And taking just a sliver or something, um, there will always be someone having a response to you either saying no or having a sliver instead of a full piece. But just know that also they have permission to respond however they want to respond. They mm -hmm. can work through whatever their response is and, and we don't have to own that. So there's a wonderful way to be able to advocate for yourself and honor the needs of your body and still honor the love and the expression of care and gift giving that others want to um, offer us. 
You know, I, something just came to my mind and, and I don't know about this and maybe you do, and maybe there's been research on it, but if you, if you accept it in a different way and you eat that in a different way and you, and in your mind, you accept that food into your body as love and nourishment, does it work chemically different in your body? This is a question. I don't Ooh, know. That's a good idea. That's a deep one, isn't it? It is a deep one, but I'd have to say that um, we know there, there's research-based um, studies and science on how gratitude yes. impacts health. And so I would have to think even... Um, even, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, but blessing your food or saying yes. thanks for the food in, in front of you and really enjoying every morsel and thinking about what it took to get, you know, the labor of love it took to get that food to the table. You're going to receive it in a much different way than just sitting down, quickly eating it and being up into the next activity. So I think being present to that point and really taking it in as nourishment or gift of love or expression of, of whatever um, it would have to make a difference because when I, we have I a positive so. mindset, it impacts our cells and our body overall. That's that's how I would think it would work. Yeah, I've always thought of, you know, negative attitude, negative, that's, you know, creates negative things in the cells of our body. So if it's a positive thought, I can't help thinking that that po if you think that positive versus the negative thought of guilt, uh, you know, and so if you think positive while you're eating that, I think it could very much help. So I love that. Yeah, I do too. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, you know, around the holidays, especially, there's a lot of stress. I mean, there's stress to be perfect. There's stress to be, you know, buy the right gifts, have your house clean, you know, all that stuff. Can you talk about stress and eating and any tips that you would have for our listener? Because right now, like the stress train is coming. It's coming. So what can we do related <laughs> to coming. food, right? Right. It's coming fast. So, well, let's just talk about choosing quality over quantity in every aspect of life when it comes to the holidays. When you think about the food that you nourish your body with, if you go with higher quality food, like vegetables and leafy greens and whole grains, let me tell you, it can still be very tasty, very fulfilling. It doesn't have, you know, you don't have to be doing this at the dinner table <laughs> for a Thanksgiving meal or for a holiday meal. Um, but choose high quality, figure out how high quality foods to insert the into your meal planning. But the same applies when it comes to stress. And a couple of things that come to mind right off the top of my head is you have external stress and you have internal stress. And the only thing that we can fully own is our internal stress, all the stress we put on ourselves. And then we can choose how we participate in all the external stresses. So for instance, if you have family coming for this Thanksgiving or for another holiday coming up, you external stressor might be that those family members expect a very clean house and everything, you know, every nook and cranny dusted and wiped down. Um, but you're in a home where you have two kids and they have friends over all the time and life is life. You're going to have to decide how you want to participate in those expectations. And part of it might just be to say, I'm going to offer the best that I have and my best looks like this. I'll have my kitchen clean. I'll have the house vacuumed and dusted. But I'm not going to you know, wipe down every window. I'm not going to go through every cabinet and release the need to please. Um, and then the other part of it, too, is that 
time never seems to work on our side. I never hear people say, whew, I've got so much time. I don't even know what to do with it. You know, especially at the holidays, everybody is racing and rushing around. And so you can shift your perspective and mindset with very key words. Take a deep breath and just say, I have all the time I need. It doesn't matter if you still only have 30 minutes before your guests arrive or you only have one day left of work to finish up all your to-dos before Thanksgiving break and travel. That's all the time you have. You can choose to participate in a very frantic, anxious state, or you can calm and center yourself. Take those deep breaths. Say, I have all the time I need. Prioritize what needs to get done. Give away or purge whatever doesn't need to get done, and then move on. And that applies to how many decorations you put up in the house go for quality not quantity it goes for how big the buffet is going to be right do you want 10 items on the buffet or 20 or it goes it goes on and on and then how you participated in it is your choice and that's where you can make the biggest difference that's great now i want to pivot really quick if someone may be listening to us for the first time and just starting oh. to experience some menopausal symptoms and Stress, Rhonda, can you talk about what stress does and how that works real quickly um, to, to a woman and a, her, how it affects her menopause and perimenopause symptoms? Yeah, well, stress affects your cortisol levels. So it's your adrenal glands that kind of take a hit at the holidays. It's that big hit of the adrenal glands. So when you're under stress, you secrete out more cortisol levels. And cortisol actually is a thing after menopause that really is managing a lot going on because once our ovaries um, take a little dive there naturally at menopause, uh, the adrenal glands take over and they are now the glands that secrete out our estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. And so under times of stress, when your cortisol goes up, you don't get as much support of your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So you see a lot more symptoms. So it's not unusual for women in my clinic to come in and not doing as well at menopause during Christmas. I see it all the time. And it is because of the busy schedules that they have and everything they're trying to do. So stress is a really, really big deal. And also when you do have high cortisol levels, that actually produces more insulin. And insulin is a factor in how we manage our blood sugars and can actually help you or promote weight gain. So not only are you getting more sugary, sh sugary foods and increasing your insulin levels, you're also under a lot of stress and indirectly increasing insulin levels from that, which can be a double whammy on that weight gain over the holidays. So yeah. <clears throat> you don't want to be in a sugar coma in the corner, right? No. <laughs> Crying because you're having hot flashes and you can't move. <laughs> yeah. I loved what you said about, Angela, about, you know, really giving up some of those uh, details. And, and I got to tell you, one of the nice things about menopause, one of the big positives is you really don't care as much as you used to, which is a really cool thing. And when the first time I heard that, it was like really cool to hear that. And I used to tell women that. But the first time I felt it, it was like, oh, I love this. I don't care as much about that, especially so... Uh, my yeah. family comes over and my house is not perfect and they don't really care. It's, they don't even really care. So why did I care so much all these years on Christmas day? Yeah. Cause I always have Christmas day. So it's, yeah. So I love that. The stress is a really big deal. 
in when you put stress and sugar together, it's a really bad combination. And it's really hard to get out of that cycle once you get wrapped in. And the other thing I would say, too, is I always tell people to fill up um, throughout the holidays on really wholesome, sweet, naturally sweet foods. Like one of my favorite go-tos if I start experiencing cravings because I had something at a party or whatever, is I'll beef up on my sweet potatoes or brown rice. Not like eating only sweet potatoes all day, but I just start inserting them into my diet more regularly because that will naturally give you that, that sweet that you want, that your body's craving, and allow you to kind of stay away from those processed sugars um, as well. And then stay hydrated because that's a big key too, uh, to helping you get through that as well. Yeah, it really I'll, is. I'll throw a curveball at both of you guys. So <laughs> we see a lot lately about get off sugar. I mean, sugar, sugar, sugar. What would be your top, say, two or three um, strategies for people if they're trying to get off of sugar? Because it, it's sneaky, right? Sugar's everywhere. I mean, maybe Rhonda, why don't I start with you? Well, it is, and, and it, there is a true addiction to it. Our bodies do get addicted to it. And uh, a lot of people will try the cold turkey thing, and that just doesn't work for everybody, and you might not feel good. So I would say gradually. So if you know if there's a time of day that you tend to crave more sugars and um, that you are more apt to eat those sugars just because it's habit, um, you know, and that's a big deal is sometimes it's just simply habit. So replacing that habit with something else. So if, for instance, if you're a pop drinker, that, that is, you know, just contains a lot of sugar. Switching over to water, you know, a lemon water, or even starting with sparkling waters, because sometimes it's that fizz that you really like, you know, and just replacing it with something else. Eliminating and not replacing sometimes is a lot more difficult than if you actually choose something else. So, and if it's a time of day and it's just habit, then throw a different habit in there. Maybe it's getting out and exercising at that very time that you're craving sugar and this is when you're really downfall. And so if you journal during the day, uh, it's really that four to seven o'clock that's the worst for me, or maybe it's eight to 12 o'clock that's the worst for people. So really, you know, looking at if there's a certain time of day that you really fall short um, on, the, on that sugar, in eating sugar, to change that habit up with something healthy. Okay. What's your best one or two, Angela? I'd say the best one or two is you need to be aware of how much sugar you're taking in because sometimes we don't even realize it. So I tell for an adult woman, no more than 25 grams of processed sugar per day. And if you can be under that, awesome. But if you start looking at your labels and just understanding how much you're putting in, I guarantee you're probably above that if you like sugar in any degree. Um, so number one, be aware, figure out where your starting point is right now. And then I love to swap. So if you found something that was high sugar, let's say it's a, a protein bar or something uh, that you use typically every day at work, then try to find a swap that's going to provide you less ingredients, you know, five or less ingredients with all whole food sugar bases, if you will, like a date or a nut or something like that. And then um, make sure that the grams of sugar are lower so that you can start taking responsibility there. And then the other thing is just, I can't speak to it enough about the crowding out of the, what I would call the sometimes food. 
I don't like using the words good and bad, uh, but you know, sometimes food, meaning those are not the highest quality foods. That's not what we choose all the time for our health and happiness, but really focusing on start somewhere with those plant-based foods. Most people aren't getting enough every day. So you should have a couple of cups of leafy greens and four cups of vegetables and a cup and a half of fruit every day. That could be your starting point. And if you're only getting one cup of vegetables, then say, okay, for the next week, I'm adding an additional cup in and I'm gonna figure out how to make it happen. And then the following week, do something more, add in a cup of leafy greens on top of what you've done. Pretty soon, you're going to feel so good on the food that you are eating and, uh, and be full that there's just not going to be a lot of space and time left for the sugar. I've done the cold turkey sugar uh, removal from my diet. I actually went through withdrawal, headaches, yeah. sweats. I felt like I should be in a facility. It was so bad for me because I, I was addicted, really, really addicted. I lived off it all day. So it's, um, it's highly addictive. It's really bad. You know, it's really difficult to get out of the cycle of that. So the more that you can do just to insert positive into life, high quality, positive experiences and food and life choices, the better you'll be able to manage that. Great. Good. You know, so we uh, we also know that you have a new online course. Can you talk a little bit about that? And we have a special goodie for our listener, too, as far as that goes. Sure. Yeah, we do have a goodie for you. Well, I've been a coach for almost, well, six and a half years now, and it got to a point where there was a waiting list at times. And I just thought, how can I um, provide this service to more people? And that's how the online course came to be. So it's 20 classes, and I encourage people to do one class per week or one class every two weeks, but not to extend it beyond that much. Each class has a video, runs on average seven to 10 minutes, and we cover everything from food and stress and life choices and really taking ownership of how you participate in life and care for this sweet body of yours that shows up for you day in and day out. Um, and then there are homework assignments as well as handouts. There's like 115 something handouts in there. And then uh, all of the community who takes the class uh, gets to be part of the private Facebook page. Our community is growing and where we talk about different health tips, like people can ask questions. And then we have an online live Q&A every month to address some of their biggest challenges. So you get a little bit of that uh, focus and interactive piece of the coaching but you're taking your own time on your own path uh, with the classes and coursework. And then you have access to that uh, for long-term. So you can go back and do the course five times over or reference a, a specific piece that really was helpful to you as often as you want. Good, and, and what would you say is the biggest outcome you hope for your students? Well, biggest outcome, I always tell people the side effects will be, <laughs> if you do what I tell you, weight loss, increased energy, because um, you can't escape that. That's what's going to happen if you have uh, weight, excess weight to lose or you want the energy. But typically, pain can be can subside in the body because we reduce inflammation in the body, some low-grade inflammatory problems. And um, I would just say that people will probably not even realize how good they can feel when they start it. And then at the back end of the course, they'll look back and say, oh my gosh, I never realized I could feel this good. Like I knew I wanted to lose weight, but I don't remember the last time I woke up feeling refreshed. And I do now. Or I had a client yesterday say, I don't have brain fog anymore. 
I don't know when that went away, but I feel so clear every day. It's that kind of stuff. So it's different for each of us, but I know that it'll be transformative for sure. Wonderful. And then the goodie, what's the goodie part? Well, we want to offer to your community to come join our community for $97. And that's, a, re- that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing yeah, price. Yeah, is. for sure. It's a really big time to, um, to focus on this. And please don't sit there and think, oh, but the holidays are coming. I don't want to restrict myself. I don't want to get into something. It's not a diet. You don't need any willpower. You don't need anything but maybe 15 minutes each week to go through the video, print off your handouts, and then set aside some time to do the homework. This is not, this is not taking everything away. It's just adding some goodness in little by little to help you create lifelong change. That's what it's all about. And it retails for four seventy nine right now. So that's, yeah. um, that's, that's, a, that's a, a coupon, girl. So that's, that's a really, really that's great a coupon. Job. I love you ladies, and I know I love you community. So if I can help, then let's, uh, let's help, right? I'm here to serve. Well, I love it. You know, uh, it, and we do the same and it, in menopause diet is such a big piece. When I teach, uh, when you talk about the vegetables for menopause, the more vegetables you eat, I usually recommend a pound of vegetables a day, which I was kind of figuring out is about what you recommend when you figured it out. Um, and that actually helps your metabolism of your estrogens. So you will feel better hormonally by eating all of those vegetables as well. And when you help, when you eat vegetables and it helps your hormones in that way, it actually protects you against breast cancer and heart disease and things like that as well. So I'm just tickled because you're just right on board. (laughs) You're going to be so good at menopause when you get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope so. (laughs) You will. I, I just thought of something, too. I always tell everyone through the holidays, especially with all the sugar consumption, that I, I say fat and fiber are your two best friends when it comes to having sugar. So if you do see Aunt Pearl's chocolate cake on the buffet, uh, but there's some beautiful, there's a beautiful salad with some you know olive oil or something for a healthy fat, make sure that you're nourishing your body with that along with that chocolate cake because it will help slow down that digestion of the sugar and and maybe processing your body a little more evenly. Yeah, I love that. Good. So we are almost out of time, Angela. Thank you so much for sharing all of your, what I like to call knowledge bombs with our listener. (laughs) And um, is there any last thing that you'd like to share or let people know about? We'll put all this information, by the way, on our website, rondanp.com. So you can can learn more about Angela and we'll also have her special goodie for you with the coupon code and everything, which is Rhonda NP, by the way. So um, yes. and you can check out and see what she's offering to you, which is exceptional. Yeah, thank you. I think the last final thought that I'd love to share is as women, we take on the world and we're really good at doing that. But um, at, at that time of doing that, it's often us that takes the back seat. And so I tell everyone to please, if you think of one thing only through all of the holiday hustle and bustle and beyond into the new year, is just above all else, you have to be kind and true to you. And when you live like that and stay true to what you need for your body, to stay true to your boundaries, to mitigate stress, and, um, and be very kind to yourself in the process, you're going to feel like a million dollars and you'll make choices that allow you to participate in a new way. And, uh, and you'll have a lot of blessings throughout that period of time. So 
thank you so much for having me here. And if I can serve your community in any way, uh, to all of you listeners, just reach out anytime. And it's been a joy to, uh, to spend this time with all of you. Wonderful. Well, that's, that's awesome, Angela. Thank you so much. I couldn't have asked for more. And I really wish you a happy holiday season and many thank blessings you. to you. And thank you for spending this time with us today. Great. You're so welcome. Good, thank good. you so much. And th all right. thank you. Thank you, listener, for joining us. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.